Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey everybody, it's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, reminding you that you don't only have to listen to us in your car through that radio thing. You can also use the MyTalk app and listen to us any old place, or you can uh, stream us online or enable the Alexa app so you can listen through your Amazon Echo. Okay. Do it. Put us in your pants. Put, put us wow. in your pants, in your back pocket, baby. Sit on us. Or put us in your front pocket. I don't care where you put us. Uh, or put us on vibrate. Yep. Yeah, okay. All right. But now that we're done with that, um, we had a question to ask everybody, right, Bradley? Yeah. So, what are you doing differently with your cooking? Um, you know, your food prep has it changed because of the pandemic? These are the questions we want answers to. Now, here's why. So, it's so obvious. You obviously are doing things different, right? Everybody is doing all the things different. But we want to hear about it. So give us a jingle. 651-641-1071. How has your food prep changed? And I don't just mean like, well, on Tuesdays we have tacos and now we have lasagna. Okay, sure. That's fascinating. And please send me those emails and tweets off the air because I would love to hear what you're eating, especially (laughs) if you have a good recipe. But mostly what I'm trying to get at is, you know, I've been hearing from the people around me, whether it's, you know, friends and family, um, about how they've found themselves making more food, cooking more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for most of us, the the three of us anyway, we're not strangers to making food in our home, Right. right? Like we do this on a regular basis. We kind of enjoy it. Um, we trade recipes on occasion, but there are people out there, I imagine, who have never done this in their home. Right. And have found themselves becoming, I don't know, maybe you're becoming the next Julia Child in this moment. Or maybe you are literally spending your life savings doing delivery and takeout, which all of those things are awesome. I'm just curious how that's changed for you because um, I know it's changed for me and I swear not a conversation goes by with somebody I'm not social distancing with um, that we don't talk about food That's so true. Well, because honestly, the fact that we are eating is like the only thing that feels normal. Yeah. Right. What we're eating or how we're eating may have changed. But the fact that we're eating is a routine, a normal thing that we do. We engage in every single day. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. How has your uh, meal prep changed during this pandemic? Let's go to the phones. Mary is on the line. Hi, Mary. Hi. Hello. Hi. So we have everybody home right now. Yeah. I, everybody. And we are going through food like I've never seen before. It's crazy. So lunchtime comes around, and normally my kids bring their own lunch. They pack a sandwich, applesauce, and, you know, something to treat. And now they are just rummaging through the refrigerator. I had to set up a... Um, a a meal plan for lunches. Mm. Just to keep some boundaries with food? Keep some boundaries. I mean, they would have chicken nuggets and mac and cheese every day if I let them. Right. 
So I'm trying to plan a little variety, trying to make sure we write in a vegetable because otherwise I would look in the refrigerator and be like, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> how, so, old, how old are your kids? Uh, 10, 8, and 2. Oh, wow. Okay. But they are, I mean, yeah, exactly. And they're like getting, you know, the 10-year-old and the 8-year-old for certain are getting to that age where they can be a little bit more responsible for putting their food together. And this is actually a valuable lesson for them to learn. Like, how do you construct a meal? What are the important pieces of the meal? We started um, our distance learning this week, but when we were off for two weeks, I actually had my daughter, I was like, you need to learn how to cook on a stove. So Perfect. I don't care what you want to plan. If it is mac and cheese for three days in a row, that's fine. But you are in charge of cooking it. Oh, and that's so she did. awesome. Oh, wow. I love yeah. it, Mary. Thank you for your call. Um, you know, that is one of the things I've been seeing a lot of on social media is um, parents having that moment of really realizing that sometimes our lives are so busy, like 2020 life is crazy bonkers, right? It's not the same as it was maybe when we were kids. Um, it's, it's a faster pace. There's kids are very, very scheduled. And so it can be really hard, especially if you have a lot of kids in your home with different schedules, it can be really hard to like, take that time to, to slow down and show them things like how to cook on a stove. So you're seeing like a lot of, um, families working together to put the meal together, which is kind of like how we, I lived when I was growing up. And I just haven't been able to make the space for it in my family. Um, and, and this is a time of slowing down and realizing, like, we've got some good opportunities right now to do some of this stuff. 651-641-1071. How is food prep uh, or your meals, have your meals changed since we've been staying at home? Joel is on the line. Hi, Hi Joel. Joel. Hi, Joel. Hey, how are you? Good. How's your food prep changed? Well, my food, uh, we were always, let's make three, four meals for a day, and then we went to HelloFresh, you mm-hmm. know, let's yeah. do instant stuff. Yeah. We completely bailed on it. Now it's back to, let's spend Friday night, Saturday, planning meals, going out, doing all the prep, and we just filled up our time with food food preparation. Yeah. No, it's kind of nice, right? Because in addition to, you're probably eating better um, you are spending more time with your family, or at least, you know, the food is the thing that's connecting you guys. Absolutely. And yeah. it, you know, it's, you know, give me a couple of weeks. We might want to spend less time with yes, my family. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, but right there, as of right now, we've just gone back to let's plan it out. I mean, we're we're trying to start to make bread. We're starting to... You know, do everything from scratch. I love it. I love that. Thank you, Joel, yeah, for your call. There's really so many things that you you just have the time to do. Like, yes, normally, how many times uh, I have realized in this moment how much I actually relied on prepared food. Yeah. Um, even though I, prior to this experience, would have considered myself somebody who makes a lot of my own food. Mm-hmm. But even in this moment, I'm like, oh, God, I have to make dinner again tomorrow. Right. Like, there used to be a couple nights a week uh, before this where I would just grab something that was already made and then maybe add a salad or something mm-hmm. like that, but like a rotisserie chicken or whatever. But in this moment, you know, not the good news is you have the time to make it, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not super on the go, but it does take up a lot more headspace. Well, it does. And, you know, it's funny because that's what I've been thinking about is um, we've been sort of like still going along with the flow of like, what do you want for dinner tonight in a way that I'm not entirely comfortable with? Right. Because 
we have to be judicious about our groceries. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, what has been happening at my house is I just said to my husband, we had to do this thing that we used to do when the kids were small. Um, we are in a stage of life where in usual times, we, I never am quite sure how many people are going to be sitting down at the dinner table, if at all. Yeah. Because everybody's going in different directions and somebody's driving carpool and somebody's going this way. And so I would make a meal and sometimes it wouldn't get eaten by all members of the family or certainly, you know, we wouldn't be sitting together. But now we're sitting together every single night. Yeah. Which Ring has got to be the dinner bell, sit down, pray our prayers and eat our faces off. So now you've got the, you know, the routine of that. Yep. And you know, like, I need to make this much food. But you also know, I got to make this much food. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just like it takes that planning. And so setting aside some time on the weekend in order to make the plan and maybe try some new things. At some point, I would love to hear from somebody. And I know it's hard when you have these conversations to get to these people. But if you're out there, like at some point, I would love to hear from somebody who would was like always eating out, who was always relying on other people to make their food, who's been like totally transformed by this moment. Like, how do I boil water? Exactly. Because yeah. you know they're out there, right? Well, let's see if Suzanne is one of those people. Hello, Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. What's going on with your food, Suzanne? Um, well, I am actually a Gigi or a grandma now, but when I was a child, my mom had in still this thing that once a week we had to look through the newspaper and find a recipe or through a a cookbook. We had to make a grocery list. We had to go to the grocery store with her, get all the stuff. So I did that with all four of my kids. Oh, I love that. So they had to plan the meal. Yeah. The whole deal. I was there, but you know, in case they needed help or whatever. So now I have grandkids. We don't really look through the newspaper per se, but we are, you know, French toast are younger, so it's more, you know, smaller items, things that they can make and put in a pan, that kind of thing. Um, but I've got my two of my grandkids because my son is a um, paramedic and he is working crazy hours and his uh, wife is a nurse, so they're not around. Well, thank them wow, both for yes, us, uh, uh, by the way. I will. Now, do you know what happened last night about the the doctors and the nurses and the paramedics probably don't. Mm-mm. Um, just so people know, they changed. Uh, they took. They signed a little bill last night saying that they can't get workman comp, any of them, unless they can prove which patient it came from. Oh my oh, goodness! Wow. So none of our nurses, none of our medical people. No, it's all it's all gone. And so adding that stress, you know, like I said to my son, I said, "How do you do that? You're." you're an ambulance guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're guys here to here to here and you're gone. And then, you know, you don't actually ever know what happens with them. Is it, was it really the flu kind of IE thing or was it whatever? So, sorry. Um, But yes, the, the meal thing, um, I am going back to cooking more things by hand and I was a thrower and cleaning it up. Because I did like, you know, running around and whatever and, you know, oh, I'll just, uh, run and pick this up, and then I can just, you know, whatever. Yeah. We'll just pour it until it's tonight and do whatever. Yeah, it's and harder like, to... Oh, God, I yeah. have to cook every night. You can't <laughs> do it on the fly anymore. Thank you, Suzanne. Thanks, Suzanne. Um, and thank Best you for luck. that extra information. We'll have yeah. to look into that. Um, thank you to all our callers. And it is, it's just, we're in a... Well, I'll say it again. I say it all the time, but weird times, guys. Yeah, well... Weird and times. At least we're all eating better, hopefully. Yeah, well, you know, some of us. 
Uh, sometimes. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, we've got some royal news. We have to follow up with our very favorite royals after this on My Talk 1071. Hi! Hi! We've got some royal news to share with you on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. What's going on with the Royals trainer? Uh, they don't want to be Royals. Actually, um, it's an update about Harry and Meghan. And I saw this headline and I thought, wow, this story is like reaching the tippy tippy top of uh, headline news. Our president mm-hmm. talked about Prince Harry and Meghan. Mm-hmm. Turns out. Um, so apparently the president of the United States wants you to know this was super random, by the way, this is well, shocker over the weekend, uh, that he tweeted this. So he said, I am a great friend and admirer of the queen and the United Kingdom. It was reported that Harry and Meghan who left the kingdom would reside permanently in Canada. Now they have left the Canada for the United States. However, the U S what? Go on. However, the U.S. will not pay for their security. They must pay. So the president wants you to know that. And here's something we can all agree on. I don't think we want to pay either. No. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah. No, we don't want to pay either. Well, apparently. Good news. Who's going to pay? Good news. They don't want us to pay. Oh, okay. Good. Thank God. Yeah. So that's the punchline. Um, you know, they they uh, want you to know that, in fact, they are not going to pay. In fact, a, a spokesperson for the Sussexes. Careful. Yeah, careful. Sussexes. Did you know that sex is in their name? Yes. A spokesperson for the Sussexes said in a statement to CNN in this particular article on Sunday that the Duke and Duchess have no plans to ask the U.S. government for security resources Privately funded security arrangements have been made. Mm. So don't worry. Um, you know, there was a lot of conversation in Canada when they were over in Canada about who was going to pay. Um, we have even less of a tie to the United Kingdom, at least formally, uh, than uh, Canada does. But lo and behold, and don't worry, we're not paying for them. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I just, that's got to be a pretty penny. Word on the street is somebody is going to be footing the bill. Uh... Not me. Prince Charles? Yes, Dad. Oh, Daddy. Yeah. Okay, good. Dad- I'm like, I, I ain't gonna... Dad's going to foot the bill, and according to sources, that bill's going to be over $2 million U.S. That's dollars. what I was going to say. I mean, that's got to cost a pretty penny. Well, yeah, because they have to have security constantly yes. wherever they go. 
Yikes. at all times. Mm-mm. That just seems, you know, they should really take care of those people. What? <laughs> what did you it's say? It's just so absurd. I said they should take care of those people. I mean, um, you know, but it's it's like a blessing and a curse. They have to have that security. Right. Also, the only reason they have to have that security is because they're rich and famous. Right. They better be nice to those people, though. Yeah. Those okay. people better get some money. Yeah. Also, right? how did they social distance? I don't know. See, that's another question I have. Right? How do you social distance in a security situation? I don't, I don't do think you know. do. I honestly don't think you do. I don't do. know if you can. It's just a risk. But that's yeah. got to be like part of the risk you they take, right? better get right? hazard pay. Oof. Uh, you want <sighs> some more royal news? Please. So a member that, um, that Meghan Markle uh, did that voiceover work for that Disney movie about elephants... And that was like the big gig that she had right off the bat. Yeah, like we've been talking thing, about it. Yep. Her first thing um, that was going to be, you know, kind of bringing her into the private sphere. Is that what we're calling it? Whatever. Out of the royal sphere. Is that she was going to narrate this movie, this elephant movie for Disney Nature. Well, um, it has been done. It is in the can. And critics have seen it. And? They think it's terrible. Oh, no. What are they? Who's they and what do they say? Uh, well, that's a great question. And hold on a moment. I'm having some issues. Um, okay, scroll over. Nope, I don't want that picture big. Sorry. I'm having like technical difficulties right now. It's, it's hard. It's not easy. I can tell you that right now. Um, anyway, reviews of um, of this movie, this Disney nature movie about elephants from the British and the U.S. press have been pretty consistent. And uh, they basically say that Megan's, quote, excitable tones are, quote, a perfect fit for the natural history with the edges shaved off. Oh, what does that mean? I'm not sure. Her delivery of the commentary is wholesome and over-eager to please. It's time for a pool party, for example, she will say when the elephants take a a mud bath. Um, He said that she stays, quote, just about on the right side of annoying. Oh, God. Did this person not like her to begin with, I That's, wonder? I mean, well, okay, let's go through some other ones. From The Times, they gave it two stars. Oh. Quote, Meghan Markle is swapping pomp and circumstance for schmaltz and cheesiness. The sense of performance, though, often feels over-exaggerated. Um, Oof, that yeah, is rough. That's a rough one, right? Uh, let's see. Variety. Says Meghan Markle does an inviting version of the wholesome but amused Disney narrator sing song. And uh, the Empire, I don't know what Empire is, but th- they gave it three stars. Markle's deli- delivery of the commentary is wholesome and over eager to please. Well, I guess we're all going to find out. Doesn't it come out like this week? Yes. Um, that is Disney Nature's Elephant. Start streaming in three days on April 3rd. We'll be back with Crazy Stupid Idiots after this on My Talk 1071. Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. Sometimes in 
other places that are in Florida, but there are other places. Other places. <laughs> but we are going to go to North Carolina. Okay. And I want to tell you about a convicted felon who was busted for doing something at a Walmart. Mm-mm. He's a 26-year-old named Robert Eugene Hefner. Okay. And I just like to get hillbilly when I tell these stories yeah. because... Crazy, stupid It idiots, just feels like a fit. Right? This 26-year-old from North Carolina is behind bars mm. after being arrested for doing something at a Walmart recently and declaring something else, uh, and that was really not good, and then he did the thing, and then now he's in jail. Okay, that was a lot. Yeah, and so what do you think he did at the Walmart? Uh, yeah, I bet he went potty in the aisle or no, something. No, I wish, because this would be a delightful story to share, and then Holly could play the tootie mcfruity uh sound effect but like that's she just did. not what happened no instead the 26 year old robert eugene hefner at the north carolina walmart is now any be- relationship to hugh no although i have not done his family tree so okay. it's possible how's ever he is now behind bars for doing the following <coughs> no we gotta stop this behavior On a Walmart shopper, oh, and gosh, then declaring, you uh, "I have the coronavirus." It's not funny, you guys. Yeah, it is not funny. Not only is it not funny, it's also going to land you behind booze. Yeah, because um, isn't that like uh, w- there's a what's so the he, crime? After police were contacted about his antics, he was arrested on Friday on a misdemeanor in North Carolina. Anyway, a misdemeanor public health charge since. Quote, his action could create fear in the customer and the public at large. So now that wasn't part of this, like, I know there's some, like, fed or uh, some felony terrorism yeah, yeah, yeah. things, but that that's not this. This still found him behind the booers. Mm-hmm. Probably, too, because if he was... Carrying the virus? No, didn't I? Oh. Didn't he? Wasn't he? What did I say? He was previously... A convicted felon, mm-hmm. so maybe he was on probation or uh, uh, probation or something. But anyway, yeah. he's behind bars, not able to cough on anyone that we're aware of. Thank God, that's naughty. Don't do that. It's not funny. Too soon. It is not funny. Too soon. Too happening. <laughs> too. Too in the middle of it. Too not good. Uh huh. What do you got? Uh, we are going to Washington. Oh. <laughs> Have you known people who throw that fun R in there just for fun? Yeah, a lot of them from Missouri. Drives me crazy. Warsh. Washington. Um, they also say Highway Farty Far. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> well, in this story, I don't know what highway we were on, uh, but I do know that fifty-one-year-old, a fifty-one-year-old guy from Lakewood, Washington, got himself into a high-speed chase on Sunday. He was driving his nineteen ninety-six Buick, um, and uh, as they were driving, as they were driving along. Uh, the police were chasing him. The police were like, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Who's behind the wheel of that car? That doesn't look like a person. Well, what would it be? It looks like it might be a pit bull. Sure enough. What? Yes. How does that happen? A 51-year-old guy was allowing his pit bull to drive the car. No, pit bulls can't drive. The car was going over 100 miles per hour. The guy wound up hitting two other cars before the cops stopped him with spikes. And then 
the guy told them that he was teaching his dog how to drive. What? How does this work? Yeah. Well, here's how it worked. The pit bull was sitting in the driver's seat. The guy was handling the wheel and the gas pedal. Oh, so. Oh, uh, so, I mean, technically, what the dog idiot. was idiot. Yeah. Um, That's a good way to kill yourself. Well, yeah. Uh, Get he yourself won't, killed. I he say. won't. He has been uh, arrested and charged with reckless driving, hit and run, good felony eluding, I and yes, DUI. Oh, yeah, it's so obvious. The dog, is by the, the dog way, okay? is not facing any charges. Well, of course, the dog was hostage. It's not terrible. That is terrible. He should just be really not. People are weird. Able to come out in public for nope, a while. Agreed. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, can we go to Florida? Yes! Yay! I want to tell you about a guy, and this guy is James Jamal Curry. He's 31 years old, and he was busted on Sunday in St. Petersburg, Mm. Florida, for violating a no-contact order issued following an arrest earlier for domestic battery and false imprisonment. That's not good. Okay, now, that's not crazy, stupid, idiot-worthy. That's just... Socially unacceptable. It's bad. It's yeah. just bad. It's wrong and it's illegal mm-hmm. and it's anyway. There's a crazy stupid idiot element. And the crazy stupid idiot Iliot Excuse me? The crazy stupid idiot moment comes when the guy uh is confronted with the police. Because he did something. Mm-hmm. I bet they asked him why he did it, right? Mm-hmm. And he gave them a cockamamie answer. Well, his answer was to spit <gasps> on the police officer. Rudy Tuesday. Because he, quote, has coronavirus. No, you guys. You guys. This is now the second story. Of the day. Of the day. Yeah, not like ever. Of the day. Like, this is becoming a thing. This does not need to be a thing. This is why we can't have nice things. No, like, how are we supposed to get through life? I mean, like we come, we started the show. Can I just remind mm-hmm. you that we started the show taking the good people of Minnesota to task? And on most days of the week, you guys follow instructions and show up. We but like we, it. We had to take you <laughs> to task for not um, keeping your social distance. Not keeping your social distance. I guess the 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 lesson here is Minnesotans. At least you can feel good at night knowing that you're going to sleep, um, not spitting in the faces of law enforcement. Or others claiming that you have the coronavirus. This scares me because, like, can you imagine if somebody did that to you? What would you do? I mean, I would instantly be like, I need one of them tests. I would cry constantly. And then they'd tell you you don't get a test, and then you'd have to sit in your house for two weeks waiting for something bad to happen. And then every, you know, slap and tickle, mm. you'd think you had some sort of virus. Oh, it's not cool. It's just not cool. And also, okay, so this actually comes from another previous conversation. Holly and I were engaged with a, a coworker in where our coworker was talking about the habits of runners. Yeah. To spit. Oh, yeah. Which, listen, I've done it. You, sometimes you, you got stuff. You, you got to when you're running, some, you, you got to hop up some of them loogies. True. Um, but the, the proper place to do that is not in somebody's path. Oh, God, no. In no. this moment? No. Specific- no. Well, never, but you know, specifically not in this moment. Don't do the, like, farmer blow no. either. No. Yeah. Take care of your stuff. Um, 
Yeah. Just like, can we just not, can we keep our saliva to ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Uh I recognize that there are occasions. Well, guess what? What? I got an answer for you. What? Yes or no? Fashion masks. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Reminder, everybody, we are getting some different news on uh, whether or not masks can be helpful during this pandemic. I say just do it. Well, here's what I want to say. And it's not a medical mask that should be used by medical professionals. What I want people to know is that you should not, exactly, Bradley, not get the kind that are meant for uh, actual people who are on the front lines of of this uh, COVID-19 battle, right? The people who are actively working with patients. Yeah. The, but a fashion mask that is made from like a fabric and looks pretty, you can get those on Etsy pretty easily. Yeah, or you could just make one. You can make one yourself. Yeah. I also had a question. Couldn't you just like use a T-shirt or something? I mean, honestly, like I'm wearing it's a turtleneck than... today. I might just pull that right up on over my face and <laughs> head out into the world. I know there are medical professionals out there. Or people, well, if you are a medical professional, are you listening to us during crazy stupid know ads? I don't you know. Are. I don't, I don't know. know. You're Not too in this smart moment. for that. No, but you can podcast it later. <laughs> there are probably smart people out there like, oh, God, you guys. As long as we're saying don't use actual medical grade stuff. I mean, that's the bottom line. I feel like we're good, right? That's the bottom line. Just don't take away the things that the people who really need them need. Yeah. But anybody can make a fast fashion mask. In fact, our very own, um, don't isn't um, Christopher Straub making fashion masks? He's making fashion, fashion masks. masks, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, there's plenty of people making, we call them fashion masks. And what we mean by that is just masks out of fabric that are reusable, that are not necessarily the kind that you would dispose of in between that medical professionals use. Yeah. So by all means, find a fashion mask. They're not terribly expensive. The ones that I found on Etsy were like $10 a piece. And you get to start a new fashion trend. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And trust me, if you, if you're worried about looking dumb, no, uh, you're not gonna, gonna, first of all. Now is not the time to worry about looking dumb. To worry about looking dumb in whatever you do. You want to do jumping jacks in front of your house? Do it. In a fashion mask? Even better. Even better. But if you are out and about, you will see a lot more people wearing masks. Also, added benefit. If you are an introvert like we are, mm-hmm. um, it will prevent those awkward moments when you're out shopping. If you're wearing a hat and a fashion mask, nobody's going to recognize you. Yeah. So you're going to I mean, see that person. We can all person. feel like Michael Jackson in this moment. Exactly. Because you'll remember, and we didn't get to this story, but um, there was a story I had on the grid, I think, last week that we never got to about Michael Jackson, his uh, bodyguard, I think, or somebody connect. No, it wasn't even a bodyguard. It was some par- like somebody random connected. from person from his entourage mm-hmm. who was like, or it was like his karate instructor. I don't know. It was somebody weird. Anyway, he said... Michael Jackson was always afraid of a pandemic. Oh, wow. And so that's why he wore like fashion masks because he wanted um, he wanted to. And I'm not saying I b- believe this guy's story, but you do remember seeing Michael Jackson All the time. wearing those masks. And he said he did. He was like, com- like constantly obsessed with not getting sick mm-hmm. because he was traveling so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the guy was trying to say that he was before his time and that he knew this was going to, you know, happen to us at some point, trying to make it seem like he was psychic or something. But um, I kind of don't feel like that was probably true. Not really. Nostra Damas Jackson. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. However, (laughs) I do think that's interesting. And again, don't worry about looking stupid. Wear your fashion mask if you got one. Wear them if you got them. If you don't have one. Um, Etsy's a great place to find them. 
like I said, like they're pretty what if affordable. You could wear like, like a helmet, bucks. a fashion helmet. Yeah. What would that even so look many like? options? I don't know. But you know the other like the things that healthcare professionals wear, are like those the, the, the full coverage situation. Yeah. I'm not saying you should wear those, but I thought, like, you know, maybe you've got a motorcycle helmet. <laughs> Just wear it. <laughs> wear it out. That actually is, people will look at you for that. Uh, yeah, they will. When we come Rightly back, so. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show at 2.45, we play a very fun game. That game is called The Throwback Live. We're going to do that after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.